Hello and welcome to Greedo Shop First. I'm James Taylor. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we're back just for a little check-in. Uh, no new trailers, obviously, but we got some Star Wars news that seems like enough to uh, warrant jumping on the mics for a little bit here. Yeah. yeah um, some Vanity Fair stuff, some news about future movies, some rumors about what this movies might be about. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say there's any major spoilers going to be happening in this podcast, but uh, we could try. Uh, yeah, we can also make stuff up. Can I just sum up these Vanity Fair pictures with my first thoughts? Sure, I had them second in the, the agenda, but sure. I'm sorry, I can't see the agenda from here. <laughs> We're in the same room and I, I can't see it from here. But yeah. these pictures are metal as fuck. Okay, we'll hold that thought. Let's talk about the uh, <laughs> news first, and then we'll get to the dessert. What's the news? Uh, so it was announced, I think in early May or late April, that... Like Disney like released its slate and like there's like kind of, you know, unknown Star Wars film like 2022, 2024 and 2026 and then like Avatar movies, the alternating years. So those are not going to happen, are they? No, they're happening. <laughs> Apparently they're actually in production and everything. Mm. Um, I don't know why we need four more Avatar movies. Jesus. I don't know why I need one more Avatar movie. But like, yeah. do you really want to get back and be like, man, I, I I just need more of like Sully as like a a blue alien guy running around. Not the guy to ask because I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, I mean I've seen Dances of Wolves. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need more of that. <laughs> I don't know, um, but it's weird because it's like we don't know that these are the only Star Wars movies that are coming out in the next like seven years, but these are the only ones they're announcing. Right, right. It seems like maybe there will be more just based on. You know the various people, people know they signed, yeah. yeah. But I mean, we could be wrong. They could just be like, "No, we're just gonna really take it slow." And you know, seemingly these do not include Ryan Johnson. Well, so the as yet the first announcement was just like, "Here's some release dates for you know untitled Star Wars movie." And then during it was like either a shareholders meeting or like a, a quarterly earnings call or something like that. Like during the Q and A, Bob Iger said that the next Star Wars movie that's on the slate that's coming December 2022 mm-hmm. is going to be uh I don't believe they said directing I'm not sure I think it's going they said it's going to be a, the Benioff and Weiss one we don't know if those guys are writing it if they're directing it if they're just doing some sort of like showrunner overseeing of it mm. um because I mean we got another rumor a little bit later about who might be uh writing it potentially which wouldn't be Benioff and why. So it's it's unclear as to what exactly their role is. Okay. Were we told that, that they are working on that movie or that's a separate movie? That's a, there have been rumors that the Benioff and Weiss movies would be based on Knights of the Old Republic. And then separately, just uh, the other day, there was a uh, article that came out. I think it was in BuzzFeed News um, that said that a screenwriter named Leda Caligridis has been hired. She was hired back in spring of 2018 to write and to adapt like a screenplay for like a trilogy of Knights of the Old Republic movies. Now her hiring date would seem to be right around the same time that Benioff and Weiss were were signed and announced. And so it's like, is this the same thing? Did they like, did they give Benioff and Weiss some sort of like, you're a super producer, you own this, you go hire writers you want, directors you want. And it's kind of like your thing. Or is that like totally separate? Like it's unclear to me whether or not Benioff and Weiss are actually going to be writing these or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if uh, 
I kind of wonder if, if I wouldn't be shocked if they have like ten screenwriters trying at different things in different parts of the Star Wars. Universe oh yeah, I mean, it's it's also easy to, to imagine that Lucasfilm went. Yeah, they just like hire a bunch of people. Yeah. to write scripts and like I, mean, I, I think Marvel if, does that. To some I wouldn't extent. be shocked if she's indeed working in a Knights of Old Republic thing. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, anything. and they're doing something else. Yeah. I mean, we ju- we just don't know. I mean, because that's how rumors thing. It's like, oh, I heard there's a Knights of the Republic thing. These guys got hired. Obviously, they're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that she has a Star Wars name. Yeah, she she really does. Um, let me pull up her IMDb. She she was the showrunner of uh, Altered Carbon, I believe, oh is the most recent thing she did. Oh, boy. So maybe we can just see some, you know, hanging Jedi dong in the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, wrote this, and this is with writers. You never know why they're getting credit for some of this, but like Alita, Battle Angel, Terminator Genesis, Shutter Island, uh, and then like Alexander that uh, Colin Farrell. There's one decent yeah. movie in there. Yeah, but I mean, we don't. You never know. It's like you got the credit for it. What did you actually do on it? Did yeah. they use anything you wrote? How like did the arbitration? Work Especially out, yeah. with like movies like Battle Angel and Genesis, which I'm sure probably had like five writers minimum on each of those. And then, yeah, like four different passes from professional, yeah. you know, puncher ups, powerpers. Huh. Um, so Knights of the Old Republic, uh, you had a, a sterling comment. You're like, look, it's so fucking weird and divorced from everything else. It could be a prequel. It could be set a thousand years in the future. It really doesn't fucking matter. Well, I think, the thing that is more appealing to me about Knights of the Old Republic as opposed to like a normal like the prequels, you know, the prequel trilogy is that like there doesn't need to be any connection at all. Because these would be uber prequels. Yeah, these would be like thousands of years in the past. And so there's no need to like connect narratives or anything like you could say they're sequels and it wouldn't matter. You know, in the same way like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. So theoretically, it's a prequel. It could be a sequel. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just another story like this would be the same thing where it's like you could say it takes place a thousand years after rise of skywalker or a thousand years before it doesn't matter either way it seems like from my my very tangential very far removed from the the books the comics the video games of the knights of the republic it seems like it's it seems more steampunky to me somehow i always picked up that kind of aesthetic it seems like there's like the good guys are all anti-heroes and there's like 27 darfs and they all have like bad guy names like Bane or something. Yeah, I I, I want to say Darth Claw. I don't. This, I don't, this is one of those areas of, of Star Wars that I I never delved into. I've never played the game or yeah. read any of like the yeah, comics yeah. or whatever material. So I know that there's the whole like Darth Bane thing. I know there's the Knights of the Old Republic. Mandalorians might be involved in that too. Of but course. I have no no knowledge or I don't know. I my roommate I remember was playing this once in his room. So that's like the closest I got to it. There's a guy named Darth Reven. So Darth Reven, I, I think, and I'm probably wrong, but I believe the uh, the story is that Darth Reven was like, he's like this evil bad guy, and then like somehow he like loses his memory, and then he like gets trained by the Jedi again, even and then he like learns he's a bad guy. He might be the character Avatar. I I think he is. I think he's mm-hmm. who you're playing as, but I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. He's like. Half of a Darth Vader if you took off the mask. That's his Yeah, look. he's... Uh, a lot of people thought that Kylo Ren's look was somewhat reminiscent of Darth Reven. And um, there's... No, I'm sorry. I, I, there's Darth Reven and there's... I, I'm mistaken. There's Darth Malgus. Mm-hmm. He's half of a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that guy's got like just like the... There's the head open, but the A Darth mask. Nihilus? Darth Nihilus, yeah. Darth Nihilus looks like some kind of fucked up anime villain. 
so and there's another character named Bastila Shan who's like a, a female Jedi. And I believe her and Darth Revan has some sort of star-crossed romance. Um, should be mentioned, um, Leda Caligridis is a woman. She'd be the first, well, not the first, um, but Bracken, yeah. yeah, one of the only female writers of Star Wars. So, and of course, there's revisionist history about how much Lee Brackett was involved because she was also dying of cancer. I mean, from everything I've read, it was like she did the first pass, and they probably used some of that, but like they rewrote it a lot by the time the movie came but out. So, thank fuck, yeah. she got in there. Yeah, um, man, there's just so many. Fucking, wow, this is just looks nuts. Uh, I'm just doing just reading I'm just like, yeah, I'm just doing a Google image search of going through like Knights of the Old Republic shit. Um, I don't know, like, I know there's a contingent of fans that I've completely sidestepped that like fucking love this stuff. They eat this shit up. Maybe it's because I think it's it was just, so. I think it's because of, of like our age at the time, we yeah. were a little too old to have time to play like a Star Wars RPG. But I also missed out on um. Oh shit! What was that one? What was the one that was the big deal? It was the video game and it was the Shadows book. of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. See, yeah. I was all in on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a like a there was a soundtrack to it was like that. a naughty prince. What was his name? Oh, Prince it's like Shizor. Ooh, Prince Shizor. Yeah, he, bad boy. he like gave off like pheromones that turned Leia on. There was like yeah, that was a that was a saucy book. Like at one point she is like trying to dress to impress him, and so she's essentially wearing like a totally sheer like body stocking or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Damn, Leia. Get it. Um I, but it also this from from my thousand miles away view, it's like, hmm. So it's Game of Thrones in space. I mean, yeah, I think that's what everyone <laughs> is thinking, and they're like, oh, Game of Thrones guys, Knights of the Old Republic has like intrigue, and you know, I don't know, courtly <laughs> maneuvering or whatever. Benioff's like, no, I'm a versatile guy. It's going to be 25th hour in space. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, How do you feel about? Benny and Weiss. I believe we discussed this once before long ago, but how, now how do you feel after Game of Thrones and the internet's uh, I don't know, turn against them? I mean, so basically we have to talk about some of the flaws of Game of Thrones. And I, I think, really don't want to get into a long discussion about Game of Thrones. Let's just say, I, I think we're both agreed that it's a truncated, rushed I final think season. It, and... There were ways it could have been better. I don't think they just got lazy and decided to quit. Yeah. I think well, I that's, still the, think that's the thing that bothers me is the yeah. whole idea that it's like, oh, these guys were just rushing out the door to get the Star Wars. It's like, nah, no. Well, no, the thing no. is, they they announced in like 2016, like they told us then that like we're going to do a seven more episodes, season seven, and then six more episodes after that. And that was like two years before they got hired to do Star Wars. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they did what they said. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think you can definitely say they miscalculated how much space they needed to tell their stories just because they didn't. They needed more room to breathe. A lot of those plot points, yeah, you know, yeah. But I don't know. I I do think they are decent writers. The one thing that interests me is like one of the things in Game of Thrones that they always steered away from was kind of more magical, mystical side, mm-hmm. and like you know, there's the Force. Mm-hmm. So how do they square those things, or is it just with Game of Thrones that they never wanted to get into that? Because like I don't know, Martin didn't like explain it enough to them, or didn't give them enough to go on, or is that, you know, we don't, we only have one data point there. Well, I guess we have two because uh, Benioff did Troy and the gods are not in that. Yeah. And so are they more resistant to getting into the kind but of metaphysical? We you, don't, you never know, yeah. like, if that was the mandate. Um, yeah. I mean, you can also see in both those cases, them and the, you know, the, the people who hired them wanting to do a more serious, gritty, grounded, you know, let's not have a bunch of goofy gods. Well, and in like Troy. Game of Thrones' sex position was based entirely out of, 
we need to tell stories. Yeah, how can we sneak in the fantasy and HBO stuff? Wants yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Um, and yet, the little things like they created the Night King, who who is primarily a look. He's entirely a look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's chilly Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah he basically is. Yeah, he's yeah. frosty Darth Maul, and that's why he's so fucking cool looking. But like, like Darth Maul, there's not a whole lot there. I also kind of wonder. That happen, but I wonder if like maybe the reason he was killed in the way he was is like, was it like a thing where because of all the makeup that guy wasn't super mobile, or like would he you know like did he have like contacts on so he couldn't even like fight really you know like I, I'm very curious. But I mean, like a lot of the Night King at different times, I just assume part part of his whole thing was CGI too. Like he had that yeah. kind of like it doesn't look really real, it doesn't look fully fake. And then, like, you'd see the guy in the makeup, and I'd be like, oh, wow, so you are real? But like, always, you seem to glow. I always think about that with uh, Kylo Ren, where it's like people want him fighting with his mask on, like Vader, and just shredding. But, like, we know from, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that, like, he can't see in that mask. So <laughs> it's like he'd just be tripping all over the place. So I don't know how, I don't know. Sorry, maybe if he, your foot there. I can't see where I was going. Yeah, I don't know. They train a stuntman. You know, with a mask on or something like that. To do the I, fight. I remember reading something about like one of the Highlander movies where Christopher Lambert was like going fully blind, but obviously like he he wouldn't wear contacts and his character couldn't wear glasses, and so they would do very careful sword choreography because he can't see what he's doing. Uh-huh. That sounds about right. Even though he's a creep. Um. Yeah. So I, but I think there's certain flaws and issues that I just don't know if it's like. I'm not going to get a whole Daenerys thing, but I don't know if that was like their hot take about Daenerys or it was just like, fuck, this element, this element, this element means that we can't do so much here. We've got to just push it this way, you know? I think if Leda Caligridis is, in fact, a writer that they've hired to write their trilogy and they're acting more as like producers, I think people would see that as a positive mm-hmm. uh, to have a female writer there. They did not have a female writer for most of the final game of Thrones seasons. I think not since like season two or three, mm-hmm. um, especially, I mean, especially now with the way the internet perceives them. Yeah. If there's going to be female characters. Yeah. If this is Knights of the old Republic, Basil Shan, I believe would be like a lead character. So we would feel better if yeah. you had a, a, a female voice helping the shepherd that. Yeah. I don't see them as directors though. So, so they, they directed the finale, Did which, they? yeah, which oh, okay. regardless of what you think story pacing wise, I do think was a well-directed episode. I don't want to jump down some, the meme, but like the dragon shot. It was cool. a really good shot. It it's is. It doesn't need to be studied in film school, but I mean, it was like, it was like, it would just watch. It, I was like, Ooh, nice. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's cheesy, but it's also impressive as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I directing wise, obviously game of Thrones is, almost a movie size undertaking yeah. and maybe in some ways more just because they they were managing like three different shoots at once across like all over Europe you know like mm-hmm. i mean they definitely have the uh, managerial skills i would say to work on a massive production like star wars i mean but like for all we know they'll bring in uh miguel sapochnik sapochnik yeah i would be totally fine with that guy directing a star wars movie um <laughs> the only darkness there would be in space or I mean, they've had they they've shepherded. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like, can they can they bring in like some fill lights? You yeah. know, can they can they get a little more lights on set for Star Wars? I do not want another Han Solo movie. You know, like Solo, where it's like, man, this is really dark. I'm sure this looks great in the editing room, and it's like completely black, and you know, you have like awesome monitors to 
mm-hmm. you know, get your look on. But I don't know. I want Star Wars to be a little brighter. Thank God those lightsabers are on. Otherwise, I couldn't see shit. Um, yeah, or, or they, they've shepherded a lot of great directors during their time of Game of Thrones. Um, well, there is a rumor that, like, those guys and Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy were going to, like, all, like, meet up in, like, February or something to, like, figure out like the direction of Star Wars. And so it's like there people think that Ryan Johnson might be kind of all working together with these guys Mm. or not, or he could be doing something separate. I saw the headline in some like io9 article was just like Kathleen Kennedy says the Marvel approach won't work for Star Wars. I I think that's 100% correct. I feel like you can go back and listen to early episodes of Greedo and we're talking about why that would be difficult to do. And like, how to try to do the Marvel way. And like, it never totally made sense because Marvel has all these little individual things that come together. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is like the, the reverse of that. And yet I, I feel like we've said, I wouldn't mind a little bit of cohesion. Like I wouldn't mind if like some small detail in like solo would pay off or get nodded to somewhere later. Mm-hmm. And not just the fucking thing in rogue one with the like light speed. Track. Yeah. Like Easter egg. Yeah. We want more actual connection. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice, although at the same time, I think if they moved away from doing random like prequel spinoffs and just said, okay, we we just finished the Skywalker saga, and now we're going to do Knights of the Old Republic, and like this is it. This is the only thing we're doing. And maybe it's a trilogy, maybe it's a whole new saga, maybe Ryan Johnson's working on it too or something, I don't mm-hmm. know. But but I mean, like I'm trying to think, okay, so again, I haven't played the game. I, I know roughly the time period. What is the thing that would just like fucking grab me? And it's got to be just like spectacle. Like it's just got to look awesome. And then a great story. Cause I mean, otherwise it's hard, it's hard to, to convey just in your words. Like here's the story at the core of Knights of the yeah. Old Republic. I mean, I guess the hope would be that if you got, it, there's lots of Jedi and Sith and like, but even, Civil even, War even the title whatnot. alone seems to denote an error, an era rather than like a specific story, right? Uh-huh. This yeah. is the era of the Knights of the Old Republic. And seemingly it ends. Hopefully the badly. Jedi are not as lame as they were in the prequels. Yeah. Do they all continue to dress like moisture farmers on Tatooine? God, I hope not. Makes a lot of sense on Tatooine, you know. Yeah. Like, like that's Uncle clothes. Owen dresses like that too. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense on Tatooine, but like, I don't know the almost kind of uh, monk style. I mean, whatever. I would, I would be so down for if they do Knights of the Old Republic. It's like, oh look, the Jedi have a different look now. Yeah, yeah. All, and I kind of feel like funky. that's sort of what they're trying to do with Ray. You yeah. know, with like her wraps, it's like her iconic look. A little. I mean, she looks like the moisture farmer look taken to like a much more mythic level to me. Um, and she's got a little hoodie. She does. She's got a hood. No sleeves and a hoodie. So, yeah, as far as news upcoming stuff, I think that about covers it. I mean, so three year gap after Rise of Skywalker, at least that we know of. I mean, it seems like that's going to hold unless they announce another production pretty soon. So do we see Mandalorian before Rise of Skywalker? Oh, yeah. I think, it, yeah, I think it's coming out in like November or something. Okay. So pr- presumably in this gap, there's going to be Mandalorian season one and two at the very least. Or impossibly and then, another Star Wars and, show. Yeah, there's going to be the Cassie Nander show and then another show. They said they're working on a third one, which we don't know what it would be. Um, yeah, real excited for the Cassie Nander show. Can't wait. Oh, which just means like essentially, re- repub- or, uh, I just resistance want spies. Just do a rogue squadron. Stars. Like you could set that in any era. Yeah, so, I mean, rogue squadron, and and more importantly, rave squadron, would be a lot of fun. And you could really get to show off 
if there are interesting parts of the universe. Because mm-hmm. I feel like from what I've seen of the Mandalorian stuff, it's like I'm seeing the same stuff that I essentially like, oh, saw cool, in Solo. Tatooine, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen this before. Like, fucking open this shit up. I mean, say what you will for, like, the casino planet. Ryan Johnson tried to show you more of this world, more of this universe. Where's my fucking uh, Master Codebreaker show? Yeah, really. I don't know. I, I To me, like, Rogue Squadron slash Wraith Squadron would be such a no-brainer. And it doesn't have to be those exact characters in that exact timeline, but just a show about, like, a uh, fighter squadron. Mm. Like, you've got a lot of different room for to tell different kinds of stories there. I'm not saying I want some, like, kind of, like, animated cartoon thing where it's, like, goofy, you know, workplace drama, but, like, all of the characters in Star Wars are criminals mm-hmm. or militaristic figures i feel like there's got to be something within the general theme of star wars or wars and stars like that you could do something new there you know mm-hmm. i don't know um it's still i think we talked about this when green and greedo started like you're not just like building the universe for like the next five years you are theoretically building the foundation for something that will continue on mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next series or planning takes place during or after the sequel trilogy. Mm. I don't know. I could see them wanting to just like not have anything after the sequel trilogy. You know, mm. just like that's the end of the story and like ta da. But we'll, well at least for a while. Yeah. I, I, I hope like it, it would be lame if like in 20 years they're still making these movies and they're all prequels because they just never want to go past. That would be strange. You know, yeah. I mean, but it's not it's not it's not Star Trek. Where Star Trek, I'm like, prequels aren't the way to go. Like Star Trek should be about going forward. Star Wars? No, not necessarily. Uh, I, I still think they could go forward. They just do a big time jump, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I do think the kind of setup they have with the everything is canon in the new EU, I think that's hampered them a lot. I mean, there's some fun books to read, but there's a feeling of emptiness of the galaxy because they're just not allowed to explore so much, you know? So I was just reading this, this article the other day in io9 about, um, you know, Kylo Ren answers to no one except for a while their Supreme Leader Snoke and this company called Sinar James Fleet Systems who designed his special TIE fighter and he has to write them a report every week explaining, like, basically... Here's I wouldn't say he has to. I mean, he probably still, does. but I mean, it's like it's yeah, like, it's our systems. They just merge with someone else. I don't know why they're making such a big deal about that uh, company, but it's it's hilarious to me. I mean, like, and this is still falls on stuff that Ryan Johnson set up for me. Like, this is a functioning, you know. There's an economy. There's, you know, it's not. It's it's the, the first order is something where it's like not like they have their own in house people designing their tech. They're still they're still buying. Yeah. Well, arms. that's that's always been the case with. Like in the, in the old EU, there's like quad drive yards and Sinar and you know. Who oh, so the players. Empire didn't even like create their own stuff. They bought it. I mean, it's a whole military industrial complex. Okay. Yeah. I just assumed like after they wiped out the um the the fuckers from the end of Attack of the Clones, they just took over the entire Death Star project. I mean, there's a just a long series of retcons they had to do to to work those guys into things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever story we're telling in the last uh, twenty minutes, somebody's gonna whip out some holographic plans of this <laughs> round laser moon. All right, well, I think that covers 
the news aspect other than the Vanity Fair stuff. I think we talked about Knights of Old Republic more than I thought possible. I mean, it was like a PS1 game, I think, or maybe PS2. I don't even know if you can just go play it now and if you need like a super old system for what it. What do we got now? Like PS5, PS6? PS4. Oh, okay. Well, only three PSs. All right. Well, let's get to the Vanity Fair article and pictures. So we've got like an album of pictures here. They're probably not in the order they appear in the article, but you just want to kind of run through them here. Yes, please. So the first one we're looking at is a shot of Daisy Ridley as Ray. This is in Wadi Rum. You can see the camera's off to the left side. JJ's there. It's like she's this seemingly might be shooting part of the uh, trailer here mm-hmm. or the, you know, the scenes that from sequence, the trailer. Yeah. yeah. She's got her hood off. Um, also, this is completely side note. Uh, Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. This dude looks good for 52. Yeah. Yeah. He's out there. In the desert with everyone else. Uh, the, Looks the, like Rom's new boyfriend. That's his look, yeah. The article, I mean, it sounds like they had to like build a whole roads into the place where they're shooting in, like a whole little midi sit mini city to you know live I don't know. I and I saw some people online complaining about like, oh, they're being lazy by just using the like desert again. You know, like why can't they come up with new environs? Like, God, they're just so lazy. And it's like, okay, they like trekked like hundreds of people into the middle of you know the jordanian yeah. desert and, and like live there and endured sandstorms for weeks i guess they're just being lazy you know There's a lot of things you can call this i don't think this is lazy this is a lot of sweat here um i saw a little bit in the article where uh, like the, the day he shows up in the desert there oscar isaac is like jj i see a lot of green screen here what the fuck are we doing in the desert <laughs> and jj's just like you have to understand the way the light interacts with the sand and yet this thing here like on the left you see Film crew. I mean, the one I dude, dolly track, yeah. The one dude's look. It looks like it's like a military operation of cinematography, and then it's like behind them, it looks like something straight out of fucking Lawrence of Arabia or a movie. Literally, like, like it yeah. just looks epic as shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty amazing shot there. It's just like casually in the background. Here's like this massive vista and these like craggy rocks. And I mean, just look at Daisy. Like, looks like the fucking power she's exuding there. Man, I, I don't. I feel like I would not want to run into her in an alleyway. I feel like she's she's just reached some kind of bad level, badass level. Um, yeah, she really like the physicality that she brings to the role. I feel like is yeah. a huge part of Ray. All right, so this next photo here, this one it almost makes me wonder if this was like leftover from the Last Jedi because yeah. it's it's like Luke, he's in his Jedi robes. He seemingly looks like he's right out of the Last Jedi here. Archie's next to him, and there's like a fire seemingly like about to catch him on fire because it's very close it's behind it's him dancing around the greenery around him and like, yeah. you can't see there's like the fire and the smoke like a wall of smoke but it's like he's probably on what's that planet um octu yeah it's, it's probably maybe like, yeah who knows i mean was r2 there r2 wasn't there was he um r2 came on the falcon i mean Those this to me the, the thing this immediately calls to mind is um the like Jedi massacre, you know, because it's like, but he looks different. So I don't know what this is. I'm just wondering if the new thing will be like the Force time, you know, like this is like a this is like his afterworld place where he yeah. will speak to her from. I'm just saying that uh, Octu well, is not right. There's not like R2 friendly ramps. He doesn't no, have jetpacks anymore. Yeah, they uh, the warranty expired. No, I this may not be in the movie at all. I mean, because none of these shots are like stills. They're like posed, like publicity shots. So you take all of them with a grain of salt. I mean, the, uh, yeah. And, and the one where we were just talking about with the film crew, 
they sure would like you to think this is like candid, but no. Yeah. Maybe the John Williams one's candid. I yeah, this, the John Williams one actually might be the only shot that's actually in the movie. So the next one is there's a photo of John Williams conducting orchestra, and then up on screen is presumably what they're scoring, and it's a Leia and like a jungle planet. Guessing this is probably footage from The Force Awakens that they've modified. Mm -hmm. um, although she definitely doesn't have her Force Awakens outfit. So. No, she looks like much more, more in line with the garb from Last Jedi. I'm gonna guess we're not gonna get a ton of Leia, unfortunately. I think it's like she definitely has some scenes on this jungle planet. We know she like hugs Ray there, um, yeah. and then I don't know, goes away for the rest of the movie or something. But I mean, I'm just thrilled that John Williams survived at this point. <laughs> It's like he's gonna make it, yeah. He's he's one of those ones you you cross your finger on a little bit, you yeah. know, just because of their age. But yeah, he's gonna be able to do all nine, which is oh, pretty awesome. God, I wish they could find somebody who was like half a John Williams at least for all the other Star Wars movies. Yeah, well, they're gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, where are the composers that we used to have? Uh, so then the next photo is just like. One of your typical, like, here's a bunch of aliens. I, these are all the same type of alien, it would seem. Or, well, no, no. there's there's some dudes who just have, like, weird headpieces on yeah. over on the right. There's like, just, like, a guy Humanoid. who has, like, weird glasses. And then this one thing, I don't even know what that is, like, the second from the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird look. It's, it, uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the same kind of, Tuscan Raider interaction between like what was like technology and uh -huh. wraps. Like I can't tell if that's like skin or just like wraps around. But Isn't seeming it? like humanoid hands. Um, it's uh, uh, the co the local color. Essentially. Yeah, there's three, four aliens who have like these weird kind of like tentacle mouths. Mm -hmm. Um, those are presumably all the same uh type of alien there. I, I think you're supposed to read this as like space Africa aesthetic. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um. Then this shot. Then we get. I feel like we've gotten a lot of Falcon shots in the uh, the new movies that have come out. Wasn't one of the Vanity Fair things just like Daisy Ridley in the exact pose of Oscar Isaac? Or, or nearly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get Falcon cockpit shot with uh, Billy D as Lando in the pilot seat. Pose just fucking chilling in the co pilot seat and Chewie's back there. I like how. BB-8 and Dio are somehow like raised up behind Poe, just yeah. like leaning out it, to be like, "Hey, what's up?" No way they get that tall. Yeah, like uh, the only the only two things missing from this image are glasses of space whiskey in each of their hands, and like the the, the firm uh, tacit acknowledgement that like a sex playlist is playing here. Was this like weird, like glowing blue canister thing always in the center console? I don't think so i'm trying to remember if this is like an, a sequel trilogy thing it's like the i think fucking, it might be a sequel trilogy thing the thing that's like the the flux capacitor of yeah. the millennium falcon here yeah poe's outfit continues to be awesome love yeah, the gloves yeah. yeah his uh his indiana jones outfit mm -hmm. his infinity scarf mm -hmm. well just like the weird the weird thing of pouches like the fanny pack of pouches uh -huh. around his chest yeah and then um. So you were talking about this, what you're talking about with the like seemingly that shot um from the trailer where it's like C3PO and Chewie and Poe on the uh, space skiff. Like this is another one. You know what I was just thinking when we were just watching the trailer. Um, it kind of seems like Poe is like 
take or no, not Poe, but Finn is like taking cover behind three PO, mm-hmm. like human shielding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is another skiff, but seemingly a different one. There's no mast here, and you can see it's like mounted on wheels, but I'm sure that's just you know that those won't actually be part of the vehicle Whoa, just, when we like, see it. The massive light screens behind the yeah. production. But like, so it's Ray is piloting this, Chewie's there, BB-8 is there. Mm-hmm. And so there's some sort of skiff battle or chase or something through the, these canyons on Wadi Rum. Uh, I guess Poe and Finn and 3PR are in one and Ray, Chewie, and BB-8 are in another. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah, it looks very Yeah, cool. I mean, you can see like actual like rope running to what appear to be like rudders that they would I, steer with i'm very excited about like the way jj uses action and chases i mean it's got a very a, a tactile real like a little bit dangerous sense that all of his action sequence i mean there's stuff in like star trek in the darkness which yeah. is not a great movie i don't think but there's there's like little bits where they're straight up star wars chases that he, i'm getting real good vibes from this like skiff sequence this yeah. feels like like a another classic like speeder bike type uh, yeah. situation which it makes me think though it's just like i can feel the danger to this already in a way that like you didn't feel that like in the pod race sequence you know what i mean the like 25 minute long pod race yeah, sequence, yeah. yeah. Yippee. and now now we get metals fuck yeah so this is one of the real money shots it's the shot in the rain, I've seen some people speculate that they're actually on top of the Falcon for this. I like that. Maybe the Falcon upside down. I would guess if it's not that, it's it's the leftovers of the Death Star. Yeah, so it's there's they're on some sort of like metal structure, Ray and Kylo Ren here, uh, that's seemingly like being engulfed in water. It's I don't know if this is rain or just like sea spray or something, but uh, there's water everywhere. They're standing. They're fighting interesting poses uh ray there has her like lightsaber like wound up backwards mm. like she's about to go for a major slash kyler obviously has the mask off his pose is interesting he's kind of like facing sideways at her and has like his uh they're they're both about to sword back yeah. yeah i mean just like close your eyes and let like the queen highlander soundtrack play over this <laughs> One of my like favorite underrated moments of the Last Jedi is when Rey first starts practicing with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like her footwork in that, I've always found fascinating. Yeah. Like she like she's doing like actual like you know correct like form and whatnot. Like I can't wait to see these guys fight again now. That sequence is so well shot and edited because like when it and it and the lightsaber comes into that crevice and stops and like you just feel the like oh fuck like you know. Um, also, I think this is like the happy place between like. A shit ton of torrential downpouring rain and like maybe a wave. Yeah, like just a wave crashed just crashed. Uh-huh. But my God, this is like I I feel like if I was an actor, if you you get this sequence, you just hang this on your wall. This is always who you are. I mean the the visual setups for the lightsaber fights we've had in the sequel trilogy have been pretty amazing yeah. so far. Yeah, and I I really impl- appreciate the fact that they've essentially given like I like a full on just like flaming sword like. I love that cross guard sword. Yeah. I remember the internet was so mad when that first came out, but it's, I don't know. I love all the allusions to more medieval mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, Knights Templar type situation there. Yeah. And then continuing just the badass vibes, we got um, Finn and um, I forgot her name. Uh, Jana, I believe. Jana riding these like crazy like space i feel like horses her, she's doing like almost a side saddle yes she is doing she's but, literally but there's doing like side there's like a little 
handle that she's got her leg hooked around, I guess, to, so she doesn't just fall off one side. Well, she's got the, her, her foot in the stirrup. One foot's in the stirrup, but the other foot is like... This is a thing as a part of a saddle that you can hold on to with your hands, and she's just got her knee wrapped around it. Yeah. But, like, I'm looking at this image, and I am seeing something so primally badass <laughs> in this image that I never saw in, like, 10 hours of Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Fuck off, Hawkeye. And like, uh, uh, I mean, horse archers always going to be cool. Yeah. These weird horse looking things with like horns. But there's like, like the, their manes are, they're, yeah, they're big shaggy horses. And like Finn looks kind of badass. He's got his like rifle up and ready. Um, my God, this is cool. I mean, here's, let's talk about like what's missing from all this is Rose. That's true. Well, yeah, we don't see Rose. We don't see conics. Um, uh, I, I book smart. Because Billy Lord is yeah, incredible. In she that. is. Billy Lord really steals every scene she's in in Booksmart. I kind of wonder if maybe Rose is going to be like back at Command Center for most of this, like wherever their base is. Where's, you know? where's my sexy Vanity Fair image of Command Center? Like her and Ken Lung just like looking at figures. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get him back. Now that JJ's doing guy has a crazy beard. Yeah. Uh, then you get the shot of uh, C3PO. No red arm. Oh, uh, no, he had. He, Got rid of the red arm at the end of Force Awakens. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, chilling with uh, uh, BB-8 here. I wish they would give C-3PO like some sunglasses. I like this one guy. He's got like not just sunglasses on. He's got like goggles. Yeah, he's got a whole wrap around there. And he's like wiping him down. Like I wonder where BB. I wonder where R two is for most of this. I feel like the reason BB-8 exists, other than to sell toys, is because R two isn't super mobile mm-hmm. and like. The t- kind of action they want to do, they need a droid that can move faster. Well, but also the old and the new. You got to innovate in a way that makes yeah. sense. I mean, it sounds like 3PO is going to have a lot more to do in this movie than the previous two. Mm. I'm sure the Anthony Daniels loves that. My God, there's the vamping of him in that celebration yeah. thing. Well, they really let him go off. He's like the only actor to appear in all nine. So, mm. yeah, cake up. Uh, then the next shot is another well, shot. Mark Hamill. No, I'm sorry. All nine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Uh, next shot is also in Wadi Room. Uh, it, it's like a production shot, so you see cameras and whatnot. Um, but there's a big. I think this is the skiff that uh, Finn and Poe and Three Peer are on. You can see in the background because it's got the big mast and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I so these things have wheels on them, so I presume they did a lot of shots where these things are driving at yeah. some sort of speed. Yeah. As they're filming, which sounds pretty cool. I really think that JJ watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road like in the run up to uh, editing Force Awakens, and it's just like, ah, that's the look. Fantastic. But so we see Chewie and Ray here on one side. Ray's got her staff. Three uh, PO is there. Finn is there, kind of looking away. Presumably, Oscar Isaac is somewhere nearby. Um, I'm really curious as to what. What is going on in this chase sequence? Like, are they after something? Are they getting away? How do they end up here? Yeah, you yeah. know, this is definitely not. So the previous, the the one with the horses with Finn and Jana, that is on the lush greeny planet. No, not super lush. There's grass. You know, it's well, like compared some, to. yeah, it's compared <laughs> to the desert. Yeah, but it's just like some grassy hills. Um, so definitely either a different planet or at least like you know the other side of the planet where like the geome's totally different. Um. And that that'd be an interesting thing on Star Wars because we've like talked about like all ice planets, all desert planets. It's like 
Some planets have different, yeah. different oh, ecosystems. Oh, by the way, this planet is not Tatooine or Jakku. It is a place called Pisana, mm. and the natives are known as the Aki Aki. Mm. Um, Come fuck up your world, Aki Aki. Yeah, I can't wait to see more of these skits. That's just like the coolest like Star Wars pirate ship looking thing they've done. I just like just also this the crew like there's the the dude shooting something. You got the guy who's like job is to move the rig. Um, this person on the right, like what a weird watch. Oh yeah, yeah. You just see their hand. I wonder what that is. That's a weird looking watch. It's like a mm-hmm. Star Wars watch, space watch. Uh, then the next photo is photo presumably on like I don't know the finalizer or some other. Star Destroyer. So we got Hux, our boy Hux, and I, at first I was like, "Oh, he's gonna. This is gonna be his dad." No, nope. It's that's dead. Allegiant General Pride. Pride. P R P R Y. But like, but like Kitty. Like Kitty Pride. Yeah. Allegiant General Pride. And General Hux. I'm very curious to see who is ordering who around here. You know, like did did Kylo Ren bring in Pride to like babysit Hux or? I mean, it's Richard E. Grant looks like he's in charge. Well, but uh, he's sitting, though, and, but look at his and Hux is standing behind him. I mean, yeah, Richard E. Grant looks like he'd be in charge. It, but. I mean, it looks like Hux is, like, his number one here. Like, it, I mean, Richard E. Grant is just blo- broadcasting head bitch in charge vibes. His uniform is also a different cut, too. It's kind of like a like a, a wraparound robe in a way that, like, the normal uniforms are not. I'll say this for the First Order. They look like comfy uniforms. Sure, they, sure. They probably breathe. They move. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, Richard E. Grant will make a great sneering imperial. What's interesting about them is like, rather than like having a lot of the like you see in our military, like the fucking uh, pageantry and the little medals and the things. It's like these guys. It's almost like this Asian aesthetic. It's just like we're we're much more about our Nazi. It's possible vibe. that there's like a dress uniform that does have all that shit. Maybe, but it's yeah. just like we're just like we're casual fascists in space. It's cool. Rich, Richard E. Grant is holding something. Yeah, I can't tell what that is. I don't know. I wonder if it's going to be like uh, it looks like one of those like one of those like fascism sticks. You know those Ooh, like fascism. rods yeah, that yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. have. Like the the commandants always have those. What's your sometimes like little little baby riding crops for whipping people? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if these chairs look comfortable. No, that's definitely like Empire style, style chairs there. And I really wonder, like these these consoles that are at each chair, is this just for like PowerPoint presentations, or and there's yeah. not a lot of buttons there. Well, it's definitely an old school, like yeah, yeah. original Star Wars look to it. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is is with all the new things in Star Wars, you don't get like the fucking like Tony Stark, like I'm throwing holograms around and and doing shit. Um, and then we get to what I'm going to already call my favorite new character. This is a pretty cool look. I don't know. I mean, Janna looks pretty cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is Zori Bliss, uh, played by Kiri Russell. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether or not we know for sure that she's a bounty hunter. I know that's the rumor, at least. Uh, this is kind of like a little bit of like a Rocketeer looking helmet there. Like Rocketeer meets Daft Punk. Wearing like this kind of purpley magenta bodysuit with mm-hmm. like some gold accoutrements, like a belt and... Uh, armbands and like uh, wristbands and maybe something just like seemingly going like across her, around her chest in gold. Well, like whoever first said, uh, you know, kind of Zam Wessel vibes, dead on. It's close. Sam yeah, it's definitely different. Meets, yeah, but it's it, like Daff Rocketeer. The yeah. color aesthetic is definitely close. Are those sort like knives or guns that she's holding there? She's got these. Looks like guns. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like these maybe double 
But they've got like, they're like fistina. ornate. There's like engravings on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's what is she like a, an assassin, a bounty hunter? Because that's what everyone. The knows. rumor is bounty hunter. This is uh, let me she, find. She's it. not like an insurance yeah. salesman. She doesn't so run like a local death sticks. We can uh, see dispensary. We can see in the background here that this is like some old stone masonry and steps, but mm-hmm. it's been snowing. Mm-hmm. This is a snow planet called uh, Kijimi. Mm. And uh, they're in the thieves' quarters, is what this particular location is. When you name your neighborhood the, the, the thieves', thieves neighborhood, like just why would you go there? <laughs> that that I, that feels right to me. <laughs> that feels like a location you'd end but up in a video game. I feel like though all like the whole generation of people who were like just captured by the uh, the mystery of Boba Fett, like. I want that, but for this character, like I want to be the guy who, like, ten years from now, do you is think? Like, no, she's. Let's get uh, Zori Bliss in there. Do you think we see her without the helmet on? It on at one point. I think we do. You'd think so. I mean, we never got that with Phasma, really, but just a little sliver. Yeah, just a little. No, hole. no Phasma to be seen anywhere in all this. Phasma, might I think be dead. Phasma might actually be dead. Uh, but yeah, the these quarters, a snow planet, Zori Bliss. Now, uh, let's talk about why we're really here. Oh, the Knights of Ren. Is this guy got a gun arm? He appears to have a gun arm, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> we, this is a seemingly candid shot because JJ's in it. Um, the Knights of Ren are here. We can see one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't see much. There's like two Knights of Ren in the back that like, we just see a little bit of their helmets. Yeah, and one uh, guy's, guy's back to us. His cape looks like Whatever the shit they made, like, 90s Batman's cape out of. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who got with his back to us is, has, like, a big, like, pike. And, like, the kind of, like, blade part of the pike up top, that same exact weapon was in Solo. as like, one of uh, Paul Bettany's, like, henchmen had it. So people are like, ooh, is this all part of Crimson Dawn, like, connected to that? Or do they just reuse a prop? Or, yeah. Well, here's a here's the interesting thing about these guys. None of these weapons look like they light up lightsaber style. They don't seem to. So there's I mean, a the guy. The, mace. the guy on the right appears to have like a machete and like a big club, like a four foot long, like club staff thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it it powers up or something. Um, I mean, even the what are they called in in Last Jedi? They had like little thin lasers. Yeah. Um, well, and, and a couple the guy, of these dudes have like grenades. It looks like the guy with the big hunking fucking sword. Oh yeah, like the massive cleaver there. Yeah, like it's got like weird little techie things. See, I could it. see them like electrifying or something like that, so they can fight with it. Maybe, but it's got like little techie things all over it, which I'm just fascinated by. The one guy, the the guy with the big cleaver, he has a very samurai look. Like his helmet kind of flares out in the back. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of has wraps that are somewhat similar to Ray's on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the knights are in. These guys are a mood. I seemingly JJ. This is all him. So, mm-hmm. and he he was like quoted as saying he would love like like a, a prequel about them or a spinoff movie about them. So it's like, okay, who are these guys? What is their deal? Well, the one guy, it's like his the gun arm guy. It's like his armor is it's uneven. It's it's fascinating. Like. There's a big shoulder thing on one side, and it's like smaller on the other side. I mean, he's just wearing a coat under that, whereas one of these guys has a full-on cape. 
these guys are awesome. I don't even, I mean, I don't know. Usually I don't get taken into the pageantry of this stuff, but like these guys look kind of awesome. It'd be funny if they're like actually killed in the. <laughs> they're in like two minutes. Okay, yeah. They just get dispatched quickly. Yeah. There's a whole little mini thing where the Vanity Affair article said that these were who Kylo Ren was fighting against in the trailer on that like red, like, you know, mm. forest planet. Um, and then that like got walked back. And so it's like, were they just wrong or were they not supposed to reveal that? We don't know. They're just like, Kylo, I thought we were a, we were a group. And he's like, did you not get the message? We broke up like the Beatles. I'm Gun sure. arm. I love how impractical all these weapons are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it seems short. So it's like, is he, is he, an, you know, an amputee? And this was like his, like, thing is could attached? Be. Or is it, like, just his hands in there somewhere? I mean, the recoil on that, I think, would be something. No, it's space weapons. Yeah. Uh, and then the final two photos here are the two cover photos, which, like, if you put them side by side, side by side, they kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. But so it's, it's Kylo Ren and Ray. Ray has a very interesting look on her face. It's, it's, uh, you could read hope into it. You could read something more apprehension perhaps you could read maybe something more like touched like he's just said something that's like surprisingly noble she, she's having an emotional reaction not like yeah. a, an extreme one but well okay so i say this is no offense to anyone's like ship she has an emotion on her face that you can project onto sure depending yeah. on what your thing is but like the way like because like the sun is rising behind her and it's setting behind him yeah it seemingly they might be looking at each other well no i think when the people who put it side by side it seems like he's slightly more foregrounded well no but the thing is like look at the way the wind is blowing like it's blowing to, in a way that would suggest that they're facing each other no if, if they this is the same location because it's like her the cape and and wraps are blowing off to her left and then his cape is blowing off to his right like they're facing each other mm-hmm. um no mask for him again. The costume looks mostly the same. I think his shoulders might be a little different. Um, so what's this quote here from Driver? He had been forging this maybe bond of Ray, and it kind of ends with the question in the air. Is he going to pursue that relationship, or when the door of her ship goes up, does that also close the camaraderie that they were maybe forming? Well, I guess it just closed it forever. Because mm-hmm. there's no third movie with plot. Well, I mean, like, it's seemingly there is something between these two because who else is going to have like your big fight? It's so it's the question is, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think Raylo's like, it's, it's definitely leaning in. We're going to dance around that in some way, you know, they've been discussing it more openly in all the interviews and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I think the right thing is to not, not, you know, address it full on and like keep that mystery. Cause that's, I think that's going to be part of, the big thing of the story is is yeah. what will happen with these two in this core relationship. What will happen to Kylo Ren? Yeah, Ray still holding her staff in this photo. Yeah, you don't see the lightsaber. Everyone to wants belt. a lightsaber staff. I I'd be fine without it. You don't see like the lightsaber hooked to her belt here. It might just be like behind her or something. Yeah, it might be in these little wraps that are blowing. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Ben Demption? I think it's guaranteed. I mean, I think the question is, does he live at the end? And is their relationship more than uh, camaraderie, you know? Mm-hmm. But 
Doesn't he seem skinnier? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. He's a big man. He's a big man. It might just be the cut of his... Uh, his jib. His, yeah, his jib. But yeah, those are the photos. These are all pretty awesome photos. You get the one of them fighting in like the rain or in the sea or whatever. That is a pretty goddamn cool shot. Mm-hmm. Finn I mean, and Jana riding horses. Like, I think he had to go like do do some horse training or something. So I don't know. Like, I wonder if there's going to be an actual action sequence on these horses or if they're just riding somewhere. You know, arrows. yeah. But I mean, like this rain sequence. There are like. Norwegian death metal bands that would kill for this album cover. <laughs> it just, it seems like there's a lot of different stuff going on here. Like Lando's in it at some point, flying the Falcon. Having a good time. All this like skiff battle, horses, going to the Death Star, Zori Bliss and the, the Thieves Quarter, the Knights of Ren. I don't know. Uh, I like what I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've been stressing again in interviews that uh, this is not just going to wrap up this sequel or this movie, the ending, but like a whole saga will somehow be brought to a satisfying conclusion. JJ apparently consulted with uh, Lawrence Kasdan, Lucas and Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. all to like come up with like the right ending. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Let's go back to the Lando Falcon picture. Okay. Is Lando wearing a ring? Uh, let me zoom in on that for just a moment. Well, he has a ring on. Um, that's on his middle finger, though. Okay, appears to be still wearing the same outfit from Solo. So basically, he's okay. So now we know he's flying the ship that contains his ex girlfriend. Yeah, he's just gonna like Great. caress caress the council and be like, "I still love you, Fleabag." <laughs> huh. Yeah, I think as far as like new information from the article, we got some of those names of planets and whatnot, like Allegiant General Pride. Anthony Daniels apparently had a lot of trouble saying the line of dialogue, common emblem. Hmm. Um, Billy Lord has scenes with Leia. JJ said originally he did not include her in those scenes because he thought it would be tough for her, but like she wanted it, so he wrote her in, so... Somehow or other, Lieutenant Connix has scenes with Leia. So, through computer trickery, she probably does something that they've like digitally added the Leia deleted scenes into. Or they've incorporated yeah, they'll be it. using footage of Leia somehow working not, Billy Lord into it's it. It's presumably not Force Awakens deleted scenes that featured them at the time. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Presumably, she's written into it somehow and, like, I don't know, composited in. Uh, so driver Adam Driver says the force bomb between Kylo and Ray will run even deeper than previously revealed. Cool. Hmm. And then Palpatine will show up and take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, how does Palpatine fit into all this? So yeah, I mean, I is this our? Did we know yet? Like for sure, we are getting the Knights of Ren. Is this the first official confirmation? I, I think so. Yeah, this is um. I'm like just like going to glance at this article. It's funny to me to see the arrest development memes like enter into like popular discourse here. It's like the question is like, oh, and could he also earn back the four million dollars they just spent to buy Lucasfilm narrator voice? He could. Yeah. 
It's like that's actual so text from this thing. That uh, that's written by Lev Grossman, the oh, okay. the feature, which go. is there kind of weird. Like, well, Lev Grossman's a journalist before he was ever a novelist. Before he was a novelist, he's a journalist, but he hasn't like really done anything in like a couple of years. So I don't know. why. I think he's still been doing like 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 articles and stuff like this. Um, I mean, this must have been the fucking easiest article he ever had to write in his life. Yeah, sure. Just go hang out with some Star Wars people and get the insights. That sounds scoop. real tough, Grossman. He did an AMA, which I did not read, like, about the coverage. I didn't see anything come out of it, like, ooh, news, new info, you know, so I'm going to assume it was mostly more just kind of a, kind of his experience type of thing. The Empire built and lost two Death Stars, the article says. The First Order has already lost one super weapon in The Force Awakens. Presumably, it won't make the same mistake twice. Twice. <laughs> All right, well, I think that about wraps up, I a lot of people are assuming that like the force awakens like in i think like d23 is like in july or august or something like that mm. that we're, we'll get that like behind the scenes reel there was a video that came with this by the way did you watch it i did not you haven't seen the video there's not a ton in it okay. it's just like hey there they are in, in jordan you know mm. there's uh oscar isaac and uh john boyega wearing like sunglasses with their outfits on which is just a look Need to get the same thing for uh, C3PO. I mean, uh, yeah, the video you're referring to for Last Jedi is like super cool. So let's see, when is D23? That is August. Okay, so that's August 20th to 25th. So that's about right. Yeah, get a behind the scenes sizzle reel and then trailer in October. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what we're looking at. I mean, I think they're, I think the layoff did them good to kind of like, radio silent for a long time before uh celebration and now like the hype is slowly ramping vendors end game is over now so it's kind of like everything's cleared out for them yeah i think sometimes you need to go away and dream things up again and just not have it be observed and Mm -hmm. talked about i'm super excited for this movie i just avengers end game it had like a absolutely massive opening it like shattered the force awakens opening weekend and yet it's not going to beat the force awakens for uh domestic box office just because that movie had more legs you know in game was like everyone saw it and they're like yay and then it just kind of like disappeared from conversation like a week and a half later you know well you know there are certain like like show s cinema things where it's like they like big spectacle you know, all quadrant movies, but they also like them to be shorter so that you can show them more times. You know? Yeah, I'm sure the three hour runtime didn't help, but I also think like there's something immensely satisfying on a very shallow level about Marvel movies. Mm. It's like being on a roller coaster, you paid your ticket, it's fun, but it's it doesn't, I don't think for a lot of people have a really deep lasting like emotional connection where well, it's like it doesn't stay with you. Here's you know? the sad thing though. I would argue that Endgame is the one that does it the most. So 22 movies later. But it is still such a massive thing, you know. But I mean, yeah, I think Force Awakens works on a variety of levels. And and one of them is like massive four-quadrant popcorn movie. Um, yeah, so Endgame should be crossing uh, 800 million like tomorrow, basically. But it's like 50 million behind Force Awakens, like tracking-wise. It's it's not going to get there to beat it. I might not even beat uh, Avatar. It's that it's like I think uh, still two hundred million away or so. Wow, Jesus, was that? Was Avatar I really don't that understand how Avatar made that much money. I'm I like I don't believe it. 
Like it, it blows my mind that, that James Cameron's done that twice. Yeah. Okay. Correction. No, uh, he's about a hundred million away. So maybe it gets there. Uh, in game is to Avatar. Mm. It blows my mind that James Cameron's done that twice because he seems like such a weird. I mean, I guess guy. the way we explained it with Titanic was like, like women are just going to see this movie over and over and over again. Like the the tweens, like they loved Leo. You know, it's like okay, I guess I buy that. But Avatar, I don't get it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know, I guess just to see the visual spectacle of 3D or something. Nobody was going to see that guy whose name we've already forgotten. Yeah. They were just there for Zoe Saldana and some unobtainium. Literally. All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed we'll be back in August for a sizzle reel and maybe some more information about the movie. Yeah. I'm so hyped just for the trailer in October. Like every trailer they've put out so far has been so good. Especially the the actual main trailer, like for Force Awakens and Last Jedi, are both like just note perfect. You yeah. know, I I'm I'm still riding high from the teaser we saw. Like, I'm trying to remember. So the the hype for when the first Superman movie came out, the the tagline was "You will believe a man can fly." Like you will see something that your eyes tell you cannot be real. And I just I don't know. It's so dumb, but I just totally got that vibe when she starts jumping over that thing. I was just like, "Fuck, this is." She's a fucking superhero. Um, so yeah this this is gonna be fun all right well until next time may the force be with you always